Hey RDWs, it's Dana Fryer, Registered Dietitian and Registered Dietitian Exam Tutor. And this is my podcast where we chat about all things about becoming a Registered Dietitian and studying for the RD exam. Now, even though a lot of your lives right now is completely consumed by studying for the RD exam and finally getting that credential, I'm sure that you guys are often thinking about, well, what is my career going to look like, right? You're going to take the exam, get the credential, and then what do next? And it's equally terrifying, but also a little bit thrilling too. And I think as we go through our academics and dietetic internship, we often kind of have this like beautiful vision of what is that ideal career going to look like? And being type A, I know I might be, you know, preaching to the choir here, it's really, really difficult when you don't kind of fit into that perfect thing that you've been imagining, you know, for a while. And the reality is that sometimes even when you get that kind of like, quote unquote, like picture perfect job that you thought you wanted, you might not like it, right? Everything kind of, you know, the grass always looks greener on the other side. And what I want to do with this podcast episode is tell a little bit more of my dietitian story and also kind of address that, yes, you can change jobs, right? You can start out in something that you thought was really going to be the perfect fit, and it may be at the time. And then as you grow in your practice, you grow as a dietitian, you grow as a person, you say, you know, oh my goodness, this isn't exactly what I wanted to do. And sometimes when you're coming out of your internship and your exam, that goal of what you wanted to do might not exist. You know, some of you guys are at that point, because I know I've talked to some of you guys about this, where you're like, okay, Dana, I got the credential, and I don't even know what I want to do. All these jobs I'm looking at, nothing looks like of interest to me. Remember, you can start off in something that it doesn't have to be your favorite. You can just be there to get experience. That's totally fine. And you can also kind of experiment and say, you know, do I want to try my own thing? But again, until you start to make some of that movement and, you know, you kind of open yourself up to the idea of, you know, if I wait to kind of have everything be perfect before I get started, I'm not going to get started. It takes kind of that letting go of, you know, what does perfection look like? What does my goal of career look like? to make some moves in your career and be saying, oh, I like this. I don't like this. So let me tell you guys a little bit about my story. Some of you guys already know this, but you know, if you've listened to about how I became a registered dietitian, this will kind of be a little addition, a little 2023 update. So when I was, you know, studying to be a dietitian, my goal, goal, goal was I want inpatient clinical nutrition. You know, even though that's not what a lot of people want, I didn't let that deter myself. I, you know, just knew I wanted that. I knew that there was a specific hospital in Boston that I wanted to be working at. And that was my goal all along. That's everything I kind of worked for. I took internships that aligned me with that. I TA'd for professors who worked there. I made connections at that hospital. And I got hired at that hospital and I worked inpatient for almost two and a half years and I 
absolutely loved it. It was, it was honestly like everything I thought it was going to be. I loved that I was working on an interdisciplinary team. I loved that my patients, you know, were so ill that there was so much I could do with my nutrition intervention. I loved that I was working on a team with registered dietitians of all different levels. So I was really learning a lot. I had, you know, people to turn to and ask questions about, you know, whatever I had. And that was really, really great for me when I was starting out in kind of the first three years. And I honestly wouldn't change it ever. I love that for starting my first kind of job. And all my students know this because I tell them and probably because I'm a little bit biased that I still kind of follow that, you know, quote unquote, old mentality that it's a really great idea to start in clinical. Caveat of that being, if you want to do something that's clinical, right? If you're like, I want to be a sports dietitian or I want to be an eating disorder dietitian. No, probably you don't want to start in clinical. But for anyone who's listening to this like myself, where you're like, oh, wow, yeah, I really want to gain clinical skills. Remember, clinical skills are still important on the outpatient setting. It was, It is really valuable for you to gain that inpatient experience too. You're going to just learn so much from others. And I can't tell you how great it was to just, you know, be able to have, you know, even dietitians who were the same level as me, but to just ask questions it's definitely quite a lonely place to be when you're the only dietitian in a clinic or only dietitian at a hospital. So definitely, if you're thinking to gain some clinical skills out the gate, working at a hospital, you know, questions to ask in your interview are definitely like, how is the team environment? Who are you going to be working with? What type of experiences do you have? But that being said, summary of that. I thought it was great to be starting inpatient. I really, really liked my job. And as you guys know, I also have my own business, you know, to where I was tutoring a lot of students and that was growing. And I was so torn because I loved working inpatient. I love working with you guys. And in probably honestly, the start of 2022, I was at the point where I thought I was so successful because I was like, wow, you're working inpatient full-time. Wow. Like I was pretty much, you know, tutoring full-time. Like, isn't this, you know, the definition of dietitian success? Like just busy, busy all the time. And it took me months, well, I guess years to kind of realize that that, you know, burning the candle at both ends that that, even though it looked outwardly successful, wasn't really what I wanted. When I thought about what I wanted and kind of what was my dream career, I wanted something that was a mix. I mean, I, I felt like I couldn't get away from the, you know, clinical nutrition. I love that. I would, you know, be bored just doing, you know, outpatient or private practice all the time. But I also wanted to have, you know, the flexibility to see my students and have it not be only at night and on the weekends. And then I also, at the time too, had been seeing a few private practice patients, like literally one or two, and I was really enjoying that too. And so even though 
I was in my, you know, quote unquote, dream job of working inpatient. I had a business. I had to make the difficult decision of I needed to pivot. And honestly, at the time, the pivot was more because of my schedule constraints and then also financial constraints, too, of working inpatient was my my lowest paying job, even though I had, you know, I had gone up in salary a lot. I mean, in two years, I had gone up $10,000 in salary, which is, you know, a lot for a dietitian, but I was going up 3% a year. I was thinking things like, oh my goodness, I'm, you know, here and I'm making, I think I was making like a little over a thousand dollars a week. I don't know. I can't do the math right now. Um, but I was making like $30 an hour and I was like, Oh wow. Like I'm just so capped on, you know, the income that I could make. Not that it's all about that, but I, you know, was saying like, this is, you know, my lowest paying position. I really want to be, you know, valued where I am. I want to be making, you know, a livable wage. I live in the city of Boston, which do not Google rent prices. It's quite expensive. But, you know, I had all these thoughts going through my head about, you know, is this what I wanted to do? But again, I kept going back on paper to think about what in when I was in school was defined as successful and what was defined as successful was working, you know, in a full-time dietitian job. But to me, it wasn't, it wasn't feeling successful too. So I had to kind of have this hard decision of what, you know, what do I want to do since I had this career on paper that was, you know, everything I, I wanted, but I wasn't, you know, really thriving myself because I never had any time. I mean, I was working like 12 hour days and I always laugh now because my like one-on-one students say, well, all of you guys always get concerned sometimes. And you're like, when are you, you know, how are you so busy all the time? I'm like, oh my goodness, you have no idea. This is like my current schedule is like ooh, a breeze um, from where I was. But in 2022, I had to make that hard decision of, you know, what is it that I want to do? And I ended up dropping my hours to part-time, staying within the same hospital system, but dropping hours to part-time and then working switching from inpatient oncology to outpatient oncology. And that just allowed me to grow so much as a clinician more than I was inpatient because outpatient at this point, I'm the only dietitian in the clinic. All the decisions got to be mine, which was really, really exciting. I was the go-to expert in that position. And I wouldn't have been ready for this job when I was a first a dietitian, but At that point, I was three years into my practice and I really felt prepared. And then going part-time really allowed me to have those two extra days a week that I could be focusing on building my business into everything that I wanted it to be. And overall, I found, you know, that making that change to part-time was so, so helpful because it allowed for me to kind of still keep every piece of my career that I've wanted. I love being a dietitian because I can do, you know, all my jobs that I do right now, right? I can work outpatient oncology. I can teach adjunct. I can see private practice. I can be tutoring. I can be partnering with companies to do lectures. So there's so many different pieces of the puzzle that would have never fit had I stayed in kind of the traditional full-time role. And I want you guys to be thinking too of, 
you know, what excites you about being a dietitian? And remembering that, you know, sometimes the career that looks best for you might be putting together a few part-time positions. The career that looks best for you might be, you know, starting something on your own. The career that looks best for you might be kind of, you know, approaching a company or a business and kind of pitching them a new role for yourself too. But until we allow ourselves to kind of be reflective and think, what is it that we want in our career? And also be creative, be a little ambitious, be having a little bit of that entrepreneurship spirit. If we're not doing any of those things, that's when it's really, really easy to be bogged down. Like we can see so many dietitians online of saying, you know, I hate my job. I'm not making what I want to be doing. I dread going. All those things are really easy to happen when you're not kind of looking towards the future and making, you know, making goals and making moves about how you're going to get there. And there's so much talk online too about, you know, the pay of dietitians and we can do a full, you know, episode on that. But one of the things to think of too is, you know, you can either fall into that rhetoric, you know, kind of like I was when I was, you know, stuck at a lower paying job, you know, where I just wasn't doing anything to change first. When I kind of went out on a limb, I, you know, went inpatient to outpatient, right? That gave me a raise. I took the CNSC exam. That gave me a raise. I, like I said, I dropped my hours to allow me to do other jobs where I would make more money. Those are the types of things that you need to be willing to do so that you can put yourself, you know, in a job that not only is more fulfilling, but you are probably going to be making more money than a job that you're kind of sitting in and doing the same thing too. So I hope that story is kind of helpful for you guys to be thinking about that, you know, your career path is an ever evolving thing, but you need to, you know, like I was saying, get a little curious, you know, get a little adventurous, right? Step outside of that type A box if your goal is to make sure that you're finding a career that is really the best combination for you. And I promise it is out there for you guys because I talk with you guys every single week and you each have, you know, such a diverse background, diverse experience, diverse interest. And we need those in the field of you know, nutrition and dietetics. And that's why I always get so excited when I get to move you guys from student to colleague because my past students, you guys become my colleagues where, you know, you're we're able to rely on each other, refer each other. And, you know, as, you know, time goes on, I get to see you guys at like conferences and meetups. And it just, you know, makes my heart so full to remember kind of where you were when we started working together, you know, we were taking the RD exam, saying for that, and then seeing you guys become confident dietitians. And like I said, I have the best combination of jobs now, and I wouldn't change it for the world. So thanks for tuning in. I hope this episode was helpful. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. That is the best way for people to find us. And if you have a topic that you want discussed on the podcast or maybe a dietitian that you want to have come on as a guest, just shoot me an email at Dana J. Fryer Nutrition 
at gmail.com and happy studying.